and welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the hearts i'm your host israel and my guest today is someone i've been dying to talk to for a while now mom blogger runner ah you do so many things uh ashley mckinnis thanks for coming to the sanctuary today thank you for having me i'm so excited and how are you doing I'm good. It's a gorgeous yeah. day. I was actually just out running. Oh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> I took a quick, I know, right? I took a quick lunch break, um, just 30 minutes to enjoy the sunshine and sort of hit the reset button. Mm. It was great. Yeah, okay, fine. Might as well start from there then. How did you get into running? <laughs> well, um, I think if I think back i ran a lot when i was younger so through high school i was a competitive basketball player so running you know was certainly really important and then i just stopped after high school and it wasn't until i'd had my little boy and i was a broke single mom and i couldn't afford a gym membership but i had a pair of half decent running shoes so I started running, actually, I would park my car um, halfway between work or school and where my son went to daycare and I'd go for a quick run and then I'd go and pick him up uh, before this. I think it was like I had to be there by 6 p.m. I was showing up at like 5.58 every time. And that was that was the beginning. So I started really, you know, short runs and really slow and at first I really didn't like it. And then I just found that I really looked forward to that alone time that I had every day. It was time I carved out for myself. And I eventually started bringing my little guy with me, which made for a very slow run when he was, you know, three or four years old. And he chooses not to run with me now, <laughs> which is fine. I, I still really enjoy the alone time. So I've done a couple of half marathon distances um, and, you know, I like, I like to run in a race, but I mostly just like to run for myself when I feel like it more than anything. Mm. So back then, like, was in the thing, you know, whatever, the baby thing that you push when oh, you stroll, is that, is that no. what you were using back then with him? Um, I ran once with him in the stroller short, like when he was really mm -hmm. small. But it's really hard to push a stroller. And I'm just I'm not that not that cool. I can't I can't pull it off. I see women running with like double strollers and like that woman could take a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like, it's yeah, amazing. I remember years ago, uh lived in a place was kind of a hill and every day when I was driving to work, this place this couple would be running the two of them each of them with a stroller and then they are running up the hill i'm like okay good for you <laughs> um I hate hills. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i avoid them at all times. <laughs> yeah yeah i can't sign hills <laughs> even walking off hills even driving off hills <laughs> so um um you say you're a broke single mom um like what steps did you take to turn your life around? Well, I, I couldn't have done it without the support system that I had. So I, you know, I really, I try very hard to make note of the privilege that I had as a single mom. Um, I got pregnant when I was 21. I hadn't graduated from university yet. I was working a couple of part-time jobs and trying to make, you know, like 15 hours here and 15 hours there and 10 hours here work. Um, so getting pregnant wasn't part of a plan, go figure. And my family really just looked at me and said, whatever decision you make, we support you. We'll do whatever we can. So I have my son uh, just after I turned 22. So he's 11 now. I'm 33 now. And I married his dad, which was a bad idea. We were not, um, we were not well suited 
to one another. We wanted very different things. So when my son was two, I left, uh, left my marriage, which was really, really hard at the time. And it worked out well. We are both in very happy relationships separately Mm -hmm. now. Um, but I, I kind of had this moment. I still remember it quite vividly where I was working, um, seasonally in Cape Breton at a pretty well-known restaurant there as a dining room manager. And I was literally counting wine bottles in the basement. And I thought, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I always had a passion for storytelling. I love work. I loved working with nonprofits. So I found a PR program uh, through Eastern College. They no longer offer the PR program, but at the time they did, it looked like it would work with my schedule. It was four hours a day, Monday through Friday, with no breaks what? for 14 months. Wait, 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 wait. How do you we do had... four hours three? Like... Uh, so so it was, we had one classroom, so we'd be there from 8 a.m. until 12 p.m. And we just cycled through all of the PR There's going to be a programs. break at some point, like... Right. Well, I knew we had like we had like bathroom breaks and we could go grab water okay. and things. But when I say no breaks, like we didn't thirty have minutes a or one vacation. hour. Oh, 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 breaks! Yeah. Like okay, yeah. gotcha. Like a like a long. Oh break. my god! Yeah. Okay. So we... All right. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, we were chained to our desks. <laughs> I'm like, what? I can't sit still for I don't know, maybe more than twenty I'm... minutes. Oh, I, I fucking hate Same. meetings. Oh, I do too. I spend a lot of time. Um, I have, I have like a ball chair and I'm, I'm like worse than a toddler. I can't sit still. I'm like twiddling with stuff constantly. I have like fidget spinners at my desk. Um, But yeah, so we went straight through. I started in November and I was like, we didn't have a summer break. We had a week off at Christmas, Um, but they really just treated it like a real, like the real world. Where, you know, unlike in <laughs> like grade school and then university, you get two or three months consecutively off. And so the purpose at Eastern College was to prepare you for real work life. Um, so I found the program. I applied for every grant and student loan I could find. Um got really lucky and got a few grants and got the student loans. Um, And then I basically said to my parents, this is what I'm hoping to do. How can you, um, how can you sort of like, how can we make this work? And my mom and dad are fucking rock stars and they travel back and forth between Halifax and Cape Breton with my little boy every weekend until I got him into a daycare in Halifax, which didn't take too long. It took about two months, which felt like an eternity being away from him. Uh, It was super hard. And then I really just busted my ass. When when they (laughs) bring your son, when they brought your son to Halifax, they'd spend the weekend here, right? Oh, yeah. They'd sometimes, they'd sometimes spend the whole week. So my parents are fishermen fisher people. Um, and they wouldn't be fishing from the end of the summer until like late spring the following year. So during the fall and winter, mm. my mom usually would come and spend a week with me. So she might come up on a Friday mm. with my dad and then my dad would drive home Sunday and my mom would stay at my little apartment in Halifax with mm. me. And then she, we'd drive home together the following weekend. So they were really in it with mm-hmm. me from the beginning. And I'm so grateful for all that that they did. And then, I mean, really, I networked a lot. I tried to meet as many people as mm-hmm. I could. Um, I did a lot of freelancing, which was really fun, just blogging. It's how my blog got started. It was like my diary when I was just losing my shit <laughs> home by myself and bored to just sort of pour all of my thoughts mm-hmm. out. Um, and yeah, I mean, mostly, mostly it was other, like I owe a lot of my success to other people believing in me and helping me 
through the way. So now I feel really fortunate to be where I am in my career to be able to sort of reach back and see who I can help. Um, you know, a couple of friends who've recently lost their jobs. So I'm trying to connect them with people. Um, and I think it, you know, it kind of all comes down to people. The relationships that we have are so important. Mm. Yeah, no, it's good you mentioned relationships and uh, kind of touched on your blog. Um, that was, uh, in a way, my introduction to you, plus your, plus your Instagram. Uh, I kind of see your Instagram like kind of offshoot of your blog. Which one came first and uh, why, you know, are you so uh, comfortable sharing such personal things online? Yeah, I. Um, so my blog came first, I think. It came around the same time. This might be like a chicken mm. and egg question. I can't remember which I started first, but I started blogging um, mostly because I always loved to write. And I was a new mom and mommy bloggers were just starting to kind of take hold. And I mean, now we've taken over the internet, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, I had stumbled across the Yummy Mummy Club, which is Erica M's online only magazine for parents. And I kind of liked what she was doing. So I thought, I'm going to submit a blog. My little guy was about a little over two at the time. So I just, I submitted this contributed piece and they picked it up. Nice. And that gave me perhaps a false sense of like ability. Mm. And I just, I wish like fake it till you mm. make it always. So then I just, I labeled myself a blogger and I started a free blog on Blogspot, I think it was. And it was like pretty stupid. And I used like weird colors in my fonts. It's super embarrassing <laughs> now to think back on it. <laughs> but what I, like, I love, love my parents a lot, but they were very much of that old school mentality of sweeping the ugly stuff under the rug and not wanting to you know, draw attention to bad things. Um, so, you know, families like illness or mental illness or, um, you know, like totally normal, these totally normal things that we all experience, fights like family arguments and disagreements and mistakes mm. even. And I, I just didn't want that to be what I was also putting into the world. And I know, you know, it was a different, definitely a different time that our parents would have all grown up in compared to now. And I thought back to, you know, like a, a perfect time would be, I had a full meltdown. I'm also trying to hold back all my F-bombs. No, no, you now. can swear, swear here. like a sailor. Oh yeah, I love swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I mean I had a full meltdown to I don't even know how to describe it I left work and I started crying in the car I had a 40 minute drive home I was still crying when I got home I was like fully hysterical I got up the next morning and I was staying at my mom and dad's house because I was working early the next day and I looked at my mom I said I can't go to work like I can't and I don't even know how to explain it. It was like the only thing holding me together was my skin. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't go to work. Like I can't, I can't get it together. So my mom actually, it's like a testament to what a rock star my mom is. She called my boss and was like, Ashley will not be coming in today. She is not well. And then she called my family doctor and she more or less told the receptionist on the other end of the line that Ashley is driving there now and the doctor is going to see her. <laughs> so I went in, this is like almost 24 hours later and I'm still fucking crying. And I sat in front of my family doctor who looked at me and he said, I know exactly what you're going through. My marriage fell apart. I was a single parent with my kids. I was trying to figure out the next step forward. I think you need help. 
think you need to speak to a counselor. I think you probably have anxiety and depression, and I think you probably need medication. And it was this amazing feeling of it's not just me. Like someone else has felt these feelings and had this like sense of being so overwhelmed that they felt like they couldn't take a step forward. So I think, you know, and we've touched on this in the past, we live in this world right now of perfectly curated news feeds. Nobody gets hemorrhoids or pimples or bad hair days and their relationships are perfect. And it's such bullshit. It's this perceived perfectness. And I'm like, no, my life's a gong show (laughs) all the time. There is literally a pile of laundry in my living room (laughs) because it was been carrying it up and dumping it on the couch and lying to myself that if I put it in the middle of our living space, it it will force me to fold it and put it away. But I've just been avoiding it like a rock star. (laughs) And I thought, you know, if I could make one person feel less alone, have one person you know, either see a post or, or read a tweet or whatever it might be and say, Hey, I know how that feels. And I can relate to that. Or someone is hearing me or seeing my struggle, then that like, that's what I would want to do. And I felt like I didn't have that, you know, eight, nine years ago and it was an awful feeling. So I, you know, I try to be open and share the good, the bad and the ugly of which there's, you know, often a lot in that like gray area in the middle where I'm just not sure what to make of it. Mm, mm, (laughs) And then it's like perspective is everything. This could be the worst thing ever, or we could decide that it's not Mm, that bad. mm. Yeah, man. Um, But like, it's, it's one thing, you know, so you had this experience and then, um, you know, got on the, on the path to get the help you needed. But like, it's still one thing to experience that and then it's another thing to actually put it out at the level you do um and i and i know you mentioned that your parents like you know you had this background of people that will sweep things under the rug um and you are more like you know i'm just gonna put it all out there um what made you decide to do that right because you know having that experience isn't i don't think is like enough of a, of a catalyst to do that i mean it might be but um what other uh reasons um i don't know i maybe i'm just a terrible overshare. <laughs> 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 i don't know i i mean i i feel you know, we, we joke a lot that I will just like embarrass the shit out of my kid because I will, you know, I think I'm just naturally kind of an open book. I think it drove my parents crazy when I was younger because I just never saw like the boundary of what I shouldn't share with people, probably to a fault. I'm sure that there's a great many people who are like, oh my God, Ashley, (laughs) (laughs) you've you've gone too far. (laughs) Take it, like, take Mm. it back. Um, And I've definitely had times where I have firmly inserted a foot in my mouth and thought, okay, probably, like, probably didn't need to say quite that much. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think I'm just like an unfortunate overshare. Um, But and then I, I think too, it's probably like fuel to the fire, but hearing feedback from people when they say like, thank you so much for telling me that, or, you know, someone told me I was brave for sharing. And I thought I'm, I'm not brave at all. It's almost like a coping mechanism for me to like, get it out. And then it's like, oh, okay, now it's out there. I have put it like out of my like it's out of my heart and it's out of my head. And now I can more objectively look at it. It's almost like a bit of a release to get it mm. out. But yeah, I 
I don't know why I... It's that's a million dollar question. <laughs> okay, so like there's a there's a story with your son about sex talk, uh, and then there's oh, there, exactly there's, there's a post um where like you I don't know you're pulling your sides out right, and like <laughs> the world you know we live in is super curated but like and then you're on, and and then you're on this really curated pr platform and you're highlighting the flaws right it's like okay this is the not so good things or whatever but this is me like does it ever yeah. get uncomfortable for you um i do you know what i won't lie i struggled hitting publish on that post with like my belly and I was like oh man like what if what if I get like mean you know I'm like such a little kid like what if people are mean <laughs> to me um you know and there's I've started following I can't think of her name off the top of my head um Katie Saunier I think is her name I started following her on Instagram a while ago. And I mean, she's amazing. She's a professional athlete and a fitness trainer. And one of her, one of her posts a while ago had been like forcing, like the idea of forcing yourself to feel good in your body. And it was about this natural inclination that we may have when we're having a bad day. We're not feeling great about ourselves today. And what do we do? Mm. We're like mask up. Literally now, if you're leaving your house, please wear a mask. But, you know, we, we put on an oversized sweatshirt and we wear like our big pants and maybe we're going to put a hat on or we're going to pull our hood up. And her philosophy was if you strip all of that down and you force yourself to go out without hiding every part of mm. yourself, you know, physically, that it also makes it easier for you to open up emotionally. So I kind of forced myself about a year, well, more than a year ago, a year ago, we were like mid COVID. So two yeah. years ago, which is crazy. I know. Yeah, I started making myself go to the gym in like a sports bra and leggings, even though there is nothing I hate more than anyone being able to see that like roll. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm fit and I'm, you know, I'm not a big person, but it's always like, that's my self-conscious thing that if I could change, if I had the money, I would like snip, snip, get some tummy tuck going on in there. So I struggled hitting publish on that because I didn't want, the, I didn't want negative feedback. But then I also thought, like, fuck the negative mm. feedback. Like, I live in this body, and this body lets me do some super cool shit in the run of the day. It lets me go for a run when I want to. It literally birthed a human mm. being. Like, that's wild <laughs> yeah. to me. And and I also just try to remember how many people would love for that f flaw mm that I have, that is my hang up that's holding me back from doing things, how much they would love for that to be their biggest. So I just, I try to look at it in perspective and like, who gives right. a shit? Like who cares if your belly jiggles? <laughs> that's what high, like, that's what high-waisted leggings are for, right? Like it's fine, who cares, you know? So that one I struggled with. I struggled sharing like medication because people are crazy and they will attack you for literally any choice yeah. that you make in our world. And I just, I don't want people to feel like alone. I don't want to make it seem like I have this like perfect life. I think it's important to share like the hard stuff or the not so shiny mm. Mm things yeah yeah um so uh, i'll get to i'll get to something 
But first off, when you said, when you thought last year was the year before, I do that mistake so much. Because, like, whenever I'm talking to someone, like, oh, you know, I was at that festival last year, but I'm actually talking about 2019. And I think somehow in my mind, like, 2020 has just been crumbled into, I mean, it existed, but, like, all the cool things I did or all the impressive things I did was last year, even though it was really two years ago. So I, I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, it's never Yeah, ended. yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's a TV show I love. Uh, it's called Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. He's great and I love it. <laughs> Um, it actually, it's, it's, you know, it's one of the shows where I still like pay, crave all that money. But there is one of the episodes where um, he was talking about multi-level marketing companies. And, <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, um, first off, for some reason, like North America, like it is so prevalent in North America and what i find is that people that um proponents of multi-level marketing companies are two things well on, well on two sides right so if you are way up there i just think you are like really evil and if you are really beginning i just think you are really naive and so you know you kind of start out naive and you're like oh i just have to do this and then as you start to understand what's happening and what you're doing you either leave or you become evil and then you keep climbing the ranks because the only way for you to climb is to be evil like there's no way that there's no way anyone can convince me uh, they can try yeah. but like just from what i've known and like just thinking about how it works like there's no like yeah. for me to be at you know triple diamond star status i have to shit on like <laughs> 60 people like literally well not literally but you know make them feel shitty so so yeah. i try to like it's it's one of the things i'm super passionate about but i don't really talk about it like when i see a friend is like oh man there's this great opportunity i'm like oh fuck here we go again <laughs> i'm like you don't have to do this like no man if if you're part of a company <laughs> And then the company is selling something, but for you to actually make money, you have to get people to be part of what you're doing. And then, then you're not That's selling something, man. Like, oh, anyway. So, so you put up this post. <laughs> <laughs> you put up this post on your Instagram. <laughs> Do I still have that? I think I might actually still have it. Like, in here. <laughs> Yes, oh my god yeah 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 really so, i thought up have you ever filled one of these things out no 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 oh they take so much time so let me just like let you know that that is how serious i am about this message <laughs> yeah so i'm like fuck off with your stupid like shampoo cult <laughs> not interested i don't want your 60 dollars shampoo <laughs> go away and stop telling me my hair looks bad <laughs> so 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 what 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 is the story that led you to actually go to put on that post because i remember seeing that post and laughing my ass off <laughs> <laughs> so i i mean multi-level marketing schemes which is what they are. They're a scheme. And they gross me out because I could get on get on such a soapbox mm. right now. I am sorry. So most people who work for an MLM, MLM, yeah. Oof, brain is firing. Most people who work in these, I don't even want to call it an organization, <laughs> like in these cults are women. And they prey on women because they can either sell a shit we don't need under the guise of how much better it's going to make our lives because we're going to be prettier, thinner. We're going to have more time to spend with our families. Like they just prey on all of these insecurities that women are fed constantly in mainstream media. And then they're like, they're just so like, Hey, you're 
you're not employed and you have no money right now, but if you pay us $1,500, we'll send you a starter kit and then you need to sell to 10 people and get five people to sign up to join your team and then we'll give you $2. Good luck feeding your family. So, so they drive me bananas. So a hundred years ago when I was in university, I don't know how the fuck, but someone convinced me to sell Avon. And I took $500, this is the worst $500 I ever spent, which is saying something because I've spent some a lot of money on some <laughs> stupid shit over the years. But I spent $500 on my Avon starter kit and I met this like 50 something year old lady at, I don't even remember what the coffee shop was called, but it was on the corner of Quinpool and like one of those streets in the South End. I can't remember what it was. I think Dilly Dally okay. Cafe is yeah. there now. But we went, we met there on the corner of Quinpool and she has this like package for me. I sold zero dollars of Avon. And I remember this like gross, awful feeling of messaging all of my like cousins <laughs> and my aunts and like my next door neighbors and being like, Hey, do you want to buy some Avon? I was like, this is awful. Like I'm not even some like, I'm not selling my own wares right now. Like I'm not an entrepreneur doing this and like, you know, taking, you know, beautiful art or pottery or food or something that I've cultivated. Mm. I'm just like, I'm making somebody else rich and making myself look like a punk. So that was unfortunate. I had that like Avon skin so soft, like probably a hundred bottles of it for years. I threw them all out <laughs> like, like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. But I, like I did that then. And then I was like, okay, well, that was stupid of me. And then over the years, I have been hit with everything from like, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm a beach body coach. Like, no, you're not. You're not a professional trainer. Like professional fitness trainers have a ton of knowledge. They spend hundreds, if not thousands of dollars being trained in kinesiology in human body, like everything, nutrition, the whole nine mm. yards. So I'm like, oh, you're going to come along and tell me that I should do this like P90X <laughs> and drink nothing but these weird shakes. Like, No, thank you. And if it's not that, it's like, join, like, join my weight loss thing. And we're all drinking this like weird chemical that's probably not <laughs> FDA approved. So it's just like constantly, mostly people just trying to sell mm. me shit that I'm like, no, I I don't need that. And then when I lost my job a couple of years ago, it's like, ev like I have people in the UK who probably couldn't point out Halifax, Nova Scotia <laughs> on a map if they're like pink Cadillac. Oh, yeah, pink. Yes, it's pink. They're messaging me, asking me to join their global sales team. I'm like, Get the fuck yeah. out of here. I want a real yeah. job. Yeah, you see, that, that's why I say that people at this end are naive, right? Because they don't understand, but... <sighs> it, it It's like the, the only thing I can think of that's as bad are those fucking payday loans. Oh, yeah. It just, it's like, let's capture Adele. somebody who yeah. is desperate, and then we're just going to ruin yeah. their life. Let's do that. And that is how I look at multi-level marketing schemes. Like they're the same. It's a diet pill. Like they're offering you this quick fix that's not going to work. And I mean, I'm sorry, but all your friends are going to mm. hate you if you're just constantly like. I, and that, and that I, is the thing. Most of them use Facebook <laughs> a lot. So like uh, I'm really difficult to message on Facebook because of that. Like. Like, what happens is, you know, they see these leaders in all this money and then um, you get to fly to Florida for some convention and all these things. And Which, like, don't go to Florida. <laughs> Come on. 
Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah. I, I I remember seeing a post on like it's 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 just evil, 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 evil. And like you know, and sometimes um this sunk cost fallacy sets in. Like I've already spent two thousand dollars. So what's another? You know, let me just keep going down yeah. this lane and yeah. Oh, man, he just because yeah, you feel you're like invested in mm. it then, and. I think there's also a sense of like, no one wants to fail. Mm. No one wants to. And like, that's when I just think, like, I'm like, that's so sad. Like I feel shit all the time. Like I'm going to like try this thing, but there's like the difference between knowing when to like stay moving with it and when not to. And like, I have a girlfriend from high school, bless her. And she's selling Monet, which is like the shampoo stuff. And she's doing well with it. Like she has her very loyal like customer group, but she's not like, she's never annoying about it. Like she just does it and she's like doing it over here and she's a full-time job as well. And I'm like, that's like, you're just doing it. Cause she's like, I like the products. I like getting some free products. She gets free products when people buy or something. So I was like, you know what? Like you do you, but don't like, don't just like bombard your friends and your network constantly so that you can pay your bills. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think we should just have a show talk about MLM because like there's so many of them and they're like, oh, too many. God. (laughs) I'm like, how are these things getting like, no, see what happens is once one kind of like people are kind of catching up onto one they just hop onto the next thing and create the next thing and yeah. they already have like uh it's big thing that they can't fail because they tell people this thing that if you're failing it's your fault you're not putting in enough work right so so yeah. it's like shit you know this person is making this and the fucking names man they, like each level has it you know and like how is this person oh, the triple gold diamond status whatever and they are getting four thousand yeah. dollars a month because they're putting in the work so you have to put in the work now and you're like oh shit you know if i just it's so mean it's just so mean it's so mean yeah. and, and i think what happens That's is cool. because all these people remembered what they went through to get here they're like fuck you just keep doing what i did anyway yeah somebody was shitting on me <laughs> now yeah. Brian, shit on you too and like this is not it's like two wrongs don't right, be right 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 <laughs> right and then and then like you said they have that no fail promise and you're going to be mentored like nobody's mentoring you everybody just wants their mean no one is going to help you yeah it's always a big kind of like it's a big one i don't get it i would not i would not anyway anyway ashley oh my god um um yeah uh that post really stood out for me so um and then and i haven't gotten a multi-level marketing (laughs) well that is it's super effective yes (laughs) (laughs) your your accomplish what you set out to do Uh, i did um yeah i want to talk about your blog like how do you decide um what things you're gonna write on and what's the process for writing um but, oh boy. Have you ever seen, like, I don't even know what, to, like a squirrel trying to avoid getting hit by a car. That's my process for writing. It's just completely nonsense. There's no, there's no process to it. It's like, sometimes I get run over and other times I take years off my life. Um, I, I actually, it's funny. I had my blog open a little while ago, like my blog page. Yeah. I have like, I think there's like 67 drafts right now in my blog. So I get, I get struck by the inspiration to Mm. write often. Mm. And then I write it 
and it's like super timely. And I'm like patting myself on the back for like getting this 500, 600 word blog post written. And then I like go to the bathroom and somewhere on the way back, my brain goes (laughs) and she's, it's gone. And then I remember the blog post like a month later. I'm like, ah, <laughs> that like Easter was a Easter was like two weeks ago, and I had this like lovely Easter post, and then I forgot to mm. post it. So I literally need to schedule it for like next year at Easter today, <laughs> so that it goes live on time. Um, but for the most part, I I just write about stuff that is like hitting me. So I'm working on a blog post right now, actually. Mm. And it's like, it's so kind of asinine on the one hand, but something I've been thinking about a lot is how like we all spend a lot of time on Mm -hmm. Zoom right now. And I probably have a bit of like a vanity affliction anyway, where I'm very concerned about how I look and I quite enjoy like the world of fashion and style and I like I love being able to like play with clothes and makeup and hair. I'm like 33 years old and I still like dressing up. Mark's like my husband's out for the day and I'm like, I'm going to try on every dress I own today. (laughs) And then I leave them all in a pile on our bed and he's annoyed with me for making a mess. But I noticed recently, like I'm, I've become so critical of my appearance because I no longer have the, benefit of not having to see how bad I look I'm like fuck everybody else like they can just tolerate me when like my hair is a mess and I've got mascara halfway down my face but I don't want to look at myself like that and if I'm on a zoom call for a couple of hours and my camera's on I'm like oh man like my hair is really bad today or like fuck this shirt looks terrible on me what was I thinking or like I should have worn more makeup and so I went Like, I feel like I've done this 180 where I used to be, like, didn't bother wearing makeup. And sometimes I would go to work without makeup on. And now I'm like, nope, I have to look at myself for, like, five hours today on Zoom calls. I'm going to make sure that I look nice. So I feel like Zoom has made me, like, more self-conscious. So, like, that's something that I've been writing about. Um, I've been trying and failing. (laughs) to write more like create more content around like careers and professional development and like that sort of side of my life because my blog to date has been very like personal focused with like a healthy sprinkling of snacks (laughs) but I would you know I don't I don't think I've had this like you know outstanding career like I'm not Sheryl Sandberg nor I think do I aspire to be, but I think like, I think most of us would just like to find someone who's relatable and who's had like a career trajectory or had some like wins in their life that are attainable to us as well. Like things that are more relatable. So um, I've been, you know, working with a couple of young ladies who are newer in their PR journey I guess like earlier on in their careers so working with them trying to introduce them to people and so trying to take like those conversations and then blogify them as well so I need to the irony here is that as a communications professional coming up with like really like clean and effective processes and systems for writing content is literally my job but I cannot do it (laughs) (laughs) it's like a What's that saying? Do as I say, not as I do. That's, that's <laughs> my, uh, my own personal content creation. Um, but yeah, I think like I kind of see my blog as like an extension of me. And, you know, the like the upside of it is it's made me like it. It kind of helped me build my brand. The downside is I now have to like warn potential employers that if they Google me, they may find a blog post about k <laughs> And that's always fun. <laughs> Just don't read that blog. 
<laughs> All the rest are fine, but maybe just like skip over that one. It's not suitable for work. Oh man. Okay, yeah. It's always fun talking to you. And um um <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm I'm taking you out of your work day, so I'm gonna let you go take care of business. But uh I wanna let you go with this one question though. And mm-hmm. it's something you, you kinda touched on just in passing a couple of minutes ago. And it's a post about the pill. Um, you know pretty much beating this dead horse but like again that was really really personal um why did you share share that post especially the caption you put on the post Mm -hmm. the pill post you mean yeah um i think i shared that it was partly like my own little like kick in the ass to like get over Mm. it um I think it's really hard as like as people in general when we have to admit that we need help like no one wants to ask for help um and i'm an ass and i'm very stubborn and i had a really hard time reconciling i mean i i had that prescription for two weeks maybe a month sitting on my counter and I wouldn't get it filled. Now, the part of that story that makes it even more asinine is I literally worked in pharma, in patient support. Mm. And I know how important it is to take the medication that you're prescribed. And there was, you know, a stage in my life when I took anxiety medications. Um, so it was like, it wasn't like my first time needing to take a medication. Like if I have an infection, I'm not going to be like, now just like ride out this like <laughs> yeah. sinus yeah, infection. Yeah. But it was like, here's this pill. And I thought like, fuck me. I do not want to have to take mm. this pill forever. Um, so I have hypothyroidism, which is basically means that my thyroid doesn't produce enough of the, I don't even know how to pronounce the thyroid, um, hormones, which then impact all of the other hormones in my body. So that's fun. Um, and it was making me really sluggish, kind of like puffy in the face, um, like stomach issues. My skin was like super dry. Um, so basically it just felt like shit. And here I was like not feeling well and then being mad that I had to take a pill that would make me feel Mm. better. So I started taking it. I think I, I think I'd probably taken the pill for like, I don't know, a few days for Mm. sure before I actually posted the picture, but I took a picture of the pill like the first day and it made me feel so much better so quickly. And it was like, you know, like hit myself on the head. Like how, how dumb was it for me to like hold back on this? And health in particular is one of those things that we, like people try to hold it close. I think there's a lot of stigma associated with any type of health intervention um, with the exceptions sort of being like, if someone tells us that they have cancer, it's like immediately everyone, like, how can we help? How can we support you? People rally around one another. Someone says they have like a mental health issue. I think we're moving in the right direction, but that has still remained like very, like, don't, like, don't ask, don't tell. Um, And then like, if you have diabetes, there's this like weird, gross, awful judgment against someone for having like all kinds of other health concerns. And I think that's silly. So I've started, like I started sharing, like my neighbor up the street also takes the same medications called Synthroid. And then I have another friend who messaged me. was like, I've been on Synthroid for two years. I never told anyone. I was like, okay, we're all going through it. No one's talking about it. We really could be sharing what's working for us. And this like super 
common thing. Like my hair was falling out. Like it was not, it was not a fun time. And it took a while to get it diagnosed. So it was like, I went through all of these months of feeling terrible and not knowing what was wrong. And then I had an answer and still wouldn't Mm. take it because I was ashamed to need medicine. So I think it was partly like a kick in the ass for myself, but then also like just another sense of like, I sometimes hear like, oh, you're so lucky. Like your life is so nice. I'm like, my life is like everybody else's life. I have like a pile of laundry in my living room and there's dirty dishes in my sink. And like, I have a hangnail on one of my thumbs and I have to take a pill every day. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that was sort of like the catalyst for sharing. It was just like another opportunity to say like, Hey, it's totally Mm. normal to need to take medication. Mm. And it's also really okay to have a hard time accepting that and both things can be true at mm. once um yeah i don't know if that yeah, really no, answered totally your did and and i want to say thank you for you know sharing and making it okay like you know like whatever someone is going through they shouldn't feel like you know they are going they have to go through the loan right um that's what totally. i feel when i read your captions because like and i think you know you write it for yourself but then there's one person out there that just reads it and is like, oh man, I'm not alone. I'm not facing this alone. Um, and like, uh, I-, I think you should like print out the MLM thing and put it on a t-shirt because holy shit. <laughs> All right, there we go. We're going to make t-shirts for everybody. Oh man. Ashley, thanks so much for coming to this sanctuary. I had a great time and I can't wait to have Me you too. back. I can't wait to come back. We'll just shit on multi-level. <laughs> <laughs> we can gather up all of yes, our favorites. Yes. <laughs> there's actually, there's like a great, hold on. I'm going to try to find it for you or I'll send it to you on Instagram. There's like an entire multi-level marketing, like anti multi-level marketing Instagram <laughs> no way. account that follows me now and i was really excited about it because like i love that you were just dedicating yeah, your life yeah it's, it's so shitty that people do that uncovering yeah. this stuff i know i love that this person's just like their whole the whole instagram account is just like crapping <laughs> okay. on crappy multi-level marketing <laughs> yeah people. please we need more of that <laughs> thank you so much ashley I agree. All right. Thank you.